Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Welcome to the Calvary Church. My name is Alex Shirley, and I am so glad that you decided to join us. Today is a great day at Calvary, and I'm so excited that you are here with us. I believe God has some amazing things in store for us today. TCC is a great place to attend, but an even better place to belong. If you're new, we would love to connect with you by asking you to fill out a Connect card. You can do that here in person and drop it off in the basket after worship. And just for completing that Connect card, we will send you a free gift in the mail as a small thank you for taking the time to join us today. At this time, we're gonna go into our time of giving. If you are prepared to give, there are many ways that you can do that. You can give in person, on our website, you can send it in the mail, or at one of our giving stations in the foyer. I'm so excited to see what God is going to do for each of you in our service today. But before we go into worship, please stand with us as we go into our time of greeting. So for the next 15 seconds, feel free to wave at someone, high five, hug, smile, or you can even just relax and keep to yourself. You can do that in three, two, one.
presence of the Lord in this place today. Come on, every hand lifted. Let's just worship him again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this new year, Lord. Thank you for 2022, Jesus. Looking forward to 2023. Lord, let me be a worshiper this year. Let me be a praiser this year, Lord. Hallelujah. You deserve it, Jesus. You deserve it, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's not a mountain too tall. There's not a problem too small that Jesus can't resolve. In time, he'll get involved. Our God, he cares about us. So wait.
presence of the Lord in this song just is so powerful when we learn to wait on the Lord to trust his plan to trust his work in our lives and not get out of his will and his plan and so I'm thankful for what that song represents to us today maybe you aren't seeing everything that you want God to do in your life but I'm just echo the words of that song wait on the Lord don't turn back now keep walking with him amen so great to see each of you here happy new years and merry Christmas I didn't get to say merry Christmas to you but I uh, hope that you had a wonderful time with family and friends and uh, this is certainly a wonderful gathering today, so thankful to see each of you, and I, it's just kind of like a, you, you know it's happening, you know it happens every year, I don't like to talk about the weather, but you go from freezing cold last Sunday to 60 degrees today, and the only thing that I could make sense of that is that we have three special people here today from Florida, three families here from Florida today that brought some Florida weather with them. And it's so glad, so good to have Sister Pasley's mother, Verla Simmons, is here. We honor her. She lives in Orlando, Florida, and she's visiting for the holidays, but she uh, has invested so much in our church over the years, and we honor you for being here. And uh, Pastor and Sister Sizemore, they pastor in Ocala, Florida, in the Orlando area. He was playing the organ. We honor you. I admire you. And thank you for your leadership and your example. And uh, we're glad to have you today. And then Sister Bonnie, Sister Reed's mother is here. She's from Orlando, Florida area as well. And uh, we're so glad to have her. And I know there are other guests that are here, but I, I thought... There's a reason we have warm weather today. We have a few people from Florida here today. But I want our ushers to come and receive our Sunday morning tithe and offering. And uh, why don't you start the year right? Start your giving contribution for 2023. And uh, we are thankful for all the faithful giving to the kingdom of God and the Calvary Church and the ministries that it blesses. Amen. So we are back on track, and starting this Wednesday, we will start a new series in Growth University called The Names of God. And I encourage you to be here starting Wednesday at 7.30. Pastor Kristen is going to begin a wonderful series called The Names of God. And we have a few... Uh, special services that will be held in January. One will be a revival service with uh, Evangelist David Bryan. That's coming up in January. Also starting next Sunday, uh, we are going to begin 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I'll talk about that a little bit more next Sunday. But uh, we are just believing God for some incredible things in this year. And believe that we are positioned to do some amazing things in God and see God do some amazing things through us. And would somebody say amen? amen? Amen. Well, you can be seated today. Y'all look so nice today. And 
what we wear many times says a lot about us. Not always, but many times what you wear, most of you made a conscious choice on what you wore in this room today. And recently, my daughter, Emma, thought that I needed to upgrade my wardrobe. Has anybody ever been in that phase of a child's life? Nobody prepared me. No, some of you have been through it. Nathan, you've been through it three times, and it hasn't made a difference, not one time. But she thought I should buy some cooler clothes. I mean, thought I was doing all right, but apparently I was not. And so clothes have a way of trending, and I, I have realized over the years that, it, you know, there comes a point in time when you, you stop caring as much. And I'm thankful for that season of life. <laughs> Brother Griffith's like, very thankful for that season of life. But we wear clothes to be trendy or to be viewed in certain ways. We wear clothes to dress warm and to protect ourselves. We wear clothes as a part of our uniform, whether it's a, a uniform that has a very specific function or it's truly just a uniform to identify who you are, but what we wear, and you can look at all cultures, all times, what people wore identified who they were, it identified maybe what their status was in society. We have some people here probably enjoy some bling and some fancy clothing, and people would wear things, and people wear things, and you can tell where they work, you can tell type of occupation. People wear things and you can tell what culture or subculture they're a part of. You can see also when you look at somebody and what they're wearing, you can tell where they are going. What we wear says a lot about us. According to CBS News, Joanne Rivers was the first person to ask, not what are you wearing, but she was the first person in 1991 on the red carpet to ask, who are you wearing? And since then, when Hollywood gathers for their red carpet affairs, whether it's award ceremonies or movie uh, premieres, the actors and actresses are not asked, what are you wearing? They're asked, who are you wearing? And the question is not asked so that a common person could then go and find and buy what they're wearing, because they couldn't. And it's not even to maybe determine the aesthetic of the clothing. However, in my opinion, the question would be asked, who are you wearing? Because who you're wearing to them would add status to the person wearing the clothing. 
And I want to ask you on this first day of 2023, who are you wearing? Not what are you wearing, but who are you wearing? I have to ask the question, who did Adam and Eve wear? Well, <laughs> we talk about before sin. Let's talk about after sin. Genesis 3, verse 7, the eyes of both of them were opened after they sinned, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Since the fall of humanity, humanity has been obsessed with what we wear. However, God seems just as concerned in this same story about what they were to wear. Even though Adam and Eve had covered themselves in their own way, God gave them another covering. In Genesis 3.21, it said, Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. When they first sinned, if you were to ask the question, who were they wearing, you could say that they were wearing earth. But God came into the picture and he says, I don't want you to just be covered with earth, but I have a plan and I want you to be covered with skin and it's heaven's plan. The first thing that I think we are called today when we talk about who we wear is our relationship with Jesus Christ. What is our status with God? Are we covered with something we have manufactured? Is our life made up and built up of things that we have sewn together? Or are we covered by something he has created in his plan? I want Keegan to come up here now. Keegan's going to help me for just a moment. Because in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, it says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So the identity that we once had when we are baptized in Jesus' name, we take on a new identity. How many know that to be true? You took on the name of Jesus in Baptism. Now we tested this and hopefully it all still works. Paul said, For as many of you have been baptized, if you have not been 
baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, there's a plan to cover your life, to change your identity, to change who you are. And we become his son and his daughter through his name. He said, for there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. I've said this before. I'll say it again. That when you look at the Old Testament and you look at the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament, the third commandment is thou shalt not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And when it says to take the name of the Lord your God in vain, I don't believe that it's just talking about say. But when you take the name of the Lord, it literally comes from a word that means to carry or to bear the name of God. And when we are baptized, we are baptized in the name. We are baptized in Jesus' name for the forgiveness or remission of sins so that we will forever have our identity changed in Christ. Oh, hallelujah. We lose our identity and we take on his identity. That's why Romans, Paul would say, and do this, knowing the time that now is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelation. Revelry and drunkenness, nor in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. We take on his name to represent his name in this world. Paul would say in Ephesians that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And so we have an opportunity today to be baptized in his name, to take on his name. The power of baptism is not just speaking to our past. Many people get baptized so that they can somehow shed the consciousness Uh, effects of sin in their past. And that's good. It does that. It washes away our sins. But I want to preach to you and I want to affirm again today that baptism is not just about getting rid of your past, but it positions you for a future. It positions you so you can be something in Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Not only... Are we to wear a relationship with God? But Paul would tell us in Ephesians, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day or against the wiles of the devil. You're not just an heir 
but you are a soldier in Christ. And he says, therefore, put on the whole armor of God. It's not your armor. It's not your protection. It's not your goodness or your intellect or your ability. It's the whole armor of God. And so we ask the question, who are you wearing? Who's helping you walk in this world and protect you from the enemy? Who's protecting you from the onslaught of the enemy that brings the, the thoughts and the fear and the oppression in your life? It's not my armor. It's not my goodness. It's not anything that I can do, but it's the armor of God. He said, and if we'll put on the armor of God, We'll be able to withstand in the evil day, having our way skirt about with truth, the truth, the breastplate of righteousness, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, taking the shield of faith, which is able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Why is he telling us to put this on? Because it's not just about a relationship with me and Jesus. It's about me fighting in this world and taking the sword of the spirit. And the Bible calls it in the next verse, praying always that I am always ready to pray that God's will and God's work be done. I'm not fighting, he said. I'm not wrestling. In verse 12, he said, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. See, I don't wear this so I can fight you. I'm not prepared like this so I can fight you. I'm prepared so I can fight the enemy. And that's why he concludes this to say that the sword of the Spirit is not about me getting vengeance on you, but the sword of the Spirit is so that I can declare the word of God and pray God's will be done. I need heaven to come to earth. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So put on the whole armor of God. Hallelujah. Not only do we wear our relationship with God. Not only do we wear what wages war against the enemy. But now I want to just show you today that we do wear things. That impact how we interact with other people. He says in Colossians, Paul said, therefore, as the elect of God, who's the elect of God, the church, holy, set apart, and beloved, meaning loved. Everyone say love. We're going to come back to that. He said, put on tender mercies. Put on, he said, kindness. Put on humility. Put on meekness. I don't know why we got a hunting jacket 
just Brother Pasley's. Had to have something a little bit bigger. Put on long suffering. See, this is how we interact in the world. This is how we interact with each other. Is we put on tender mercy. We put on compassion for the world. We put on kindness and graciousness towards other people. Put on gentleness. We put on patience. Long suffering. Watch the next verse. He says, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. If you're wearing this, he said, then you have something that you can give somebody else. Watch this next verse, Colossians 3.14. Above all, above all, put on love. Hopefully we can get this on. It's going to disappear for just a moment. He'll be back. Let's try this again. Yeah, the hat. Put on love, the bond of perfection. See, love is what whew, holds it all together. Got to get this all straightened. Love is what holds it all together. It's what you have. That's what people should see. This is what people should experience from your life. They should experience love when they interact with you. We love to be soldiers. We love to be people who are fighting the good fight. But we're called to show love. Show meekness and kindness. Because the the real deal is, who are you wearing? Because this isn't your love. This is his love. When it's his love. We can't hold on to it like it's our love. I need a couple, the, the Jones brothers, Nathan and Isaac, I want you to come up here. What I believe is that our faith in God, and Scripture tells us this, is not measured by how we look. It's measured by what we give. That's why James would say, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, 
Depart in peace and be filled. But you do not give them of the things which are needed for the body. What profit is it? Compassion is something that gives away. Compassion is something that you and I are giving to somebody else. When you look at the story of the Good Samaritan, his compassion caused him to give. Love is not love unless it's given. I cannot just display love. You understand that? I cannot stand here and display to you love and it be considered love. In order for it to be love, I have to give it away. For God so loved the world that he gave. If I'm going to love, I've got to give it away. And the things that you've been given, the things that you have in your possession, the things that you're wearing, this humility and meekness and kindness and tender mercy is not meant for you to keep. But it's meant for you to give to somebody who needs it. You need kindness. Somebody needs kindness. Give it to them. Why? Because you have it. You've been given it by God. Who are you wearing? I don't have tender mercy to give if I've never felt the mercy of God. But if I have felt the mercy of God, I have plenty of mercy to give. And if I am wearing Christ, if I am wearing Christ, I have something to give this world. Oh, hallelujah. When John the Baptist began to lay the groundwork for Jesus, he preached a message of repentance. However, he said that that repentance should come with fruit. And he, he told the people when they asked John, what should we do? You're preaching this message. What should we do? He answered and said to them, he who has two tunics, let him give to him who has none. And he who has food, let him give to someone who does not have food. And I'm preaching to us today that if I am wearing Christ, if I am wearing Christ, I have something to give this world. I want you to stand with me today. It's going to get a little interesting, just so you know. Because I want you to Kind of visualize this concept today. We've all walked in here with some things, maybe some extra things. 
And I thought, how, how could I help you understand? Two weeks ago, Kristen gave you a red piece of thread. I'm going to one-up it. I'm going to give you something except it's not coming from me. You don't have to participate if you don't want. It's a little caveat. But I want you to give somebody next to you something in your possession right now. Now, now we, you can negotiate with them to ask for it back later. <laughs> or you can just give them, you can give them something. given shoes and watches and money and I've got chapstick if anybody wants it. No, I'm kidding. All right. Bien, I want you to come up here. I I love Bien. You are already wearing a tie. This is my favorite black tie. And y'all know I love black ties. I love black clothing. <laughs> but I want to give Bien this tie. It's my favorite tie. All right. No, no, I don't want your phone. Right. I've got a couple other black ties. They're not my favorite. That's my favorite. Just no pressure. Uh, But I have a couple other ties. And while I, I love that, I realize I have a lot to give this world. Not because of who I am, but because of who God is in my life. When you leave this place today, I hope that you're covered you're covered in his name. I hope you realize you're an heir. You're a child of God. He bought you with a price. He loves you. And I hope you have the strength in your private time to pray because you're a soldier of God. But I hope you realize that God's given you some things. He's given you mercy. He's given you meekness and gentleness. He's been long-suffering with you. And he's certainly given us a lot of love. And that's what I have to offer the world. I want to pray for you today. I'm going to invite you to come in just a moment. I want to pray for you today. If you have not been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, January 1st, 2023 would be a memorable day be baptized in his name, to take on his name, to forgive your sins in the past, but to set you up for a great future.
But in a moment, I'm going to invite you to come. And I want you to come if you will allow your life to be a life that's lived to give. That you would realize who you're wearing when you walk out of this place. We're going to surrender our hearts to the Lord. Lord, we come to you today. I thank you, God, for your tender mercies that have been shown to us, your kindness and meekness that you've given us. I thank you, God, that your mercy that has endured forever is available in this room today. I thank you, God, that we are heirs according to your promise. I thank you that we can put on Christ in baptism. God, and I thank you, Lord, that you've given us power over the enemy. You have not let us God, be defeated by the enemy, but you've given us armor to protect us. You've given us things in our life to help us walk through some difficult moments. God, we have the shield of faith. We have, God, the sword of the Spirit. God, we have the helmet of salvation. We have the things that allow us to stand against the evil one and to stand in the evil day. God, I thank you for that. And today I pray someone would put on the armor of God today. They would stop living a life that is so thrown to and fro by the enemy. God, but they would put on the whole armor of God. God, and I pray today that as we walk, walked in this room, that you showed us great mercy and you showed us great love, that we would realize today we're carrying some things that we can give back to the world. And God, give us the assurance. Give us, God, the confidence to live in this world in a way that honors you, that pleases you, that gives you glory. Would you come to the front now? Would you step forward? We're going to pray together. As Paul told us, he said that above all, take, put on love, called it the bond of perfection he called it the bond of perfection it was a band of maturity so today as a body of believers the elect of God Paul said that you are loved he said you're the elect you're holy and you're loved I want you to receive that today. I want you to just worship him in your own way. God, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness, your goodness, your faithfulness to us. We love you today. We love you today. We're going to worship the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because of who you are, I give you glory. God, we praise you today. We praise you today. We praise you today.
other in this room the way that you love us. God, when we have something against one another, Lord, we would be willing, we would be open, Lord, to forgiving. God, if we struggle, Lord, in any way, God, I pray that you would give us your strength and your peace, God, so that we can in turn give that to others. Lord, I pray that you would put us in places this year. Put us on the Jericho Road, Lord, where people are in need of you. God, we'll be confident that you've given us what we need to minister to needs that are represented on our jobs, in our schools, in our families. God, we love you today. We love you today. We love you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I don't know what agreement you had with the person who gave you something today. I'll leave that up to you. But if uh, they ask for it back, you might want to give it to them back. But find somebody you haven't talked to yet today. Tell them Happy New Year's love in each and every one of you. God bless you. See you Wednesday.
This webcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. We pray that what you just heard proves to be life-changing, and we hope that you can join us in person very soon. So until next time, God bless, and thank you for listening.